Welcome to another episode of Full Definition where we're exploring the fullness of life. And on the last episode, I had my friend L with me, and together we began to explore how we respond to challenges. And we looked at how different things are challenging to different people, as well as how important it is to reach in, things like managing your own physiological response. And on this episode, we're going to pick up where we left off last time when we were talking about reaching out. You know, either saying a prayer, striking a conversation with God, or reaching out to those around you and asking for help. And here's what Elle had to say about that. Yeah, I I, I agree. But the thought that's kind of popping up is, I don't know if if maybe guys don't experience this as much as girls, but... um, to know how to ask and what to ask, you need to first have clarity about that. And sometimes the emotions are so overwhelming that you're not even there yet. You don't know how to ask for help. Mm. Mm. Or you don't know what you can ask for because it's just clear at the moment, you know, because the, the feelings are just overwhelming you, you see. Yeah. So. Here's the thing about a challenge. We don't always need to spring into action, into a solution mm. straight away, right? Most often, we have more time than we think. Mm. And so, give yourself, at least take the time... To assess to, how much time you actually have. Yes. And, and then, not just that, to assess how much time you need to mm. sort through. So, you just mentioned that you need to sort through the emotions like the challenge has brought up. Mm. So, take that time to sort through... The emotion, because that's the first step into figuring out, then what do I need to do? How do I need to do that? Mm. Because if you jump straight into the solution without, or so a solution, without having sorted through all that, then you have this storm sort of like going on underneath mm. every time. And what that does is sort of like destabilizes your mental state as you're going through it. So guys do experience this as well. <laughs> Or are you talking theoretically from the women that you observe? <laughs> I'm a human being as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, you, you experience that. But different people have different capacity, right? Mm. And this, this is the thing. Some people are quicker. They have a quicker path to navigating their emotions than others. Mm. Or some people like to slowly navigate their... Do you know what I mean? They have a preference mm. for that. So we're all different and we'll all approach things in different ways. But the point is that at least that that you should be aware of what those differences are. So so internalize is really good. Re- look in, look in, internalize when you face a challenge. What does this show me about myself? What do I need to learn? Do I know what my process is? Mm. Like how I how I go through in dealing with a challenge or even before I approach it. All mm. the things that have to happen before I approach the solution. And then reaching out as well. You know, if you if you can solve it on your own, oh by all means go ahead. But if you feel that you cannot, mm. and most often actually, even if you have a solution, just bouncing the idea off someone else mm. gives you a bit of reassurance, or at least it helps you to maybe understand a bit better your own thoughts about the solution and, I, and the idea and develop it a bit more. So that there's something that we get from community mm. that you just can't get in isolation. Mm. Yeah. I'm thinking that you seem to, what what you're saying is particularly applicable where there is um, almost like you need to find a fix. Mm. But there are some challenges where you just don't have a fix for it. There is no fix for it. Yes. You know, how, then, how do you approach that kind of thing? You can ask for 
lots of opinions, but it's going to come back. Let's say if you have a loved one who has cancer, for instance, mm. you can ask 10 people, what do you think the solution is? I mean, <laughs> you know, get <laughs> a cure for cancer, right? <laughs> you know, but asking people for, for advice is not really going to help you get the problem solved because of the nature of that challenge. Mm. Every challenge has its own attributes and properties. Mm. And I was looking through how Jesus approached with the challenges he faced. And every everyone always marveled at how he would either respond or react to things. And he applied wisdom. Mm. We know that Jesus often spent time on his own praying, asking God's advice. And I don't think that's a coincidence. So challenges that you know there is no solution for. We're not going to sort of run after a solution. The idea is, what do you need in, in that time? To navigate the challenge. Exactly. So whether you need more emotional support, yes. whether you need more practical help, let's say more people coming around to help relieve you of, you know, having to take care of your ill relative. Yeah. Whether you need just more assurance on the medical care that are, that is available. Exactly, exactly that kind of thing. We need to sort of look at the things that you need for that situation and then don't be isolated. I, I still think this reaching out is important, mm. right? But if you just sat on your own and sort of like tried to mm. reason, there's some things that you just can't do on your own or you can't navigate on your own. Or if you tried to, it won't work out as well as if you had an input from someone who has experience yeah that sounds so obvious <laughs> and it sounds like the exact thing that people should do all the time but the fact is it's a challenge <laughs> for people to reach out yes it is so why is it a challenge yeah why is it a challenge out? for people to reach out go on Al, tell us why you is know, it a you, challenge yeah. for people <laughs> well, to what have you out? what have you observed <laughs> You're the guest here. <laughs> I feel like we're playing ping pong. I've just served it back to you. <laughs> okay, I mean, if I were to use a very live example, mm. my dad has a spinal condition, mm. which is making it very difficult for him to walk. Mm. Uh, he has to use the cane, the walking stick. Yeah. And I, when I last saw him, because he lives in a different country, I asked him, have you been to the doctor? And he said, no. So I said, how long has this been going on for? Two years. And I said, why don't you go and get advice, right? Mm. Reach out. Mm. He says he doesn't think the doctors will have anything useful to say. Mm. So that's one reason why people might not reach out. Maybe through life experiences or the kind of response people have given them in the past. Mm -hmm. They've just come to the conclusion that people will not be able to give them much help. So why bother? Mm. I'm glad you're touching that off. You know, sometimes the best thing we can do is, if possible, seek advice. You know, go to God in prayer and he might give you some insights. Mm. Or go to someone with experience in the matter and they might be able to offer some useful insights as well. And you know, sometimes it might just be that all we can do is listen. Listen really well to our loved one. Mm. You know what, for me, sometimes just having someone ask what can I do mm. makes a difference to facing the challenge. 
Yeah. It really doesn't. So, so when I'm when I'm facing a difficult challenge and I'm just thinking, what do I do? Mm. And I just get a message from a friend that goes, you know, you know I'm praying about you or, or anything like that is actually a great help. So going back to people's feelings and their reasons for not asking for help, mm. Mm, what you're saying is we can, we can try to sh- show a, a response that's going to be helpful yeah. for them to not feel so alone, right? Mm. Do you think we need to do anything about helping them to kind of navigate why they don't feel like asking for help so that, you know, if there's an issue there, you can help with that as well? I think only if they're ready to. Some things might seem obvious to us Mm. as to what is holding a person back. Mm. And we might be able to say, okay, you know, if you just looked at X, Y, Z, and you see that, you know, this is not the case, then then you can do this. Mm. But it's not that easy for them because it's a challenge. And sometimes they're just not ready to hear that mm. because of whatever has gone on in the past exactly whatever their story is and so i think what i'm really learning is ask questions with people rather than try and get at a solution and say you know let me help you get there mm. the best thing you can do is listen to what's going on well, one of the things i know you believe is that people need to be convicted for themselves? Yeah. Anything that they that they want to do or they want to they want to action on, like live by. And so, I think in in any situation where we're offering help with a challenge, it's to help people realize their own convictions. Yeah, or to challenge. Or to challenge their existing convictions. Yeah, mm. I don't know. For example, if it's someone like who's really close to you that you care about, yes. like my dad. Yeah. Uh, if he tells me something like that, and I really don't think it's a good idea for him to continue <laughs> not getting medical help, yes, I wouldn't just. All right, that's your conviction. That's fine. <laughs> you know, um, good luck with that. You know, I know. It's <laughs> I, so good. Yeah, I would. <laughs> <You> would. <laughs> I would try to get him to change his mind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. short of like. Pushing him into the car <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and forcing him up <laughs> to see a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a stubborn man, so, <laughs> but but I can't just let him continue to be stubborn, right? So no. so in that kind of situation, yes. right? And you're so right. Sometimes you will take actions that you feel are in the best interests of others. Yeah, I mean, it's a delicate balance, isn't it? It's so it really difficult is. because it's so situational. Yeah. Because there's also this thing about the patient has to consent. A patient's will, if they are rational and conscious, mm. then they need to decide what they want. We can't force it down them. Yeah. But I guess we, if it's someone we care about and we are convicted about something that's going to help them, then we would keep prodding, I guess. Mm. Even though we wouldn't normally want to disrespect their opinion or uh, their conviction, I guess. Because that's his conviction, isn't it? Doctors are not going to help me very much, so why bother? And then you could offer alternatives as well in challenging their existing convictions. Mm. I like that. Challenging their existing convictions is very good. You know, once it's done, the heart of wanting to help them, like, you know, the case in, in you and your dad, obviously, then... That's really that's a really good one. No, but some people find it very offensive, you know. They they feel that you should just respect what 
what decision they've come to and not challenge them as though you think you know better. Mm. I think the one key thing yeah. is that you have to make a decision and an approach individually mm-hmm. based on the love that you feel for that person. Absolutely. Because exactly. that's going to come across and even if you might get the action wrong, people know where it's coming from. Yeah. That's exactly it. You know, Jesus faced a, a huge challenge with knowing that one of his 12 disciples, like the, the closest people around him, was going to betray was, him. Yeah, yeah. And then sort of sitting down, having a meal with them. And I mean, imagine, imagine, imagine. Let's imagine you're... If you knew your best friend was going to stab you, but but he hasn't stabbed you yet. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to so you, so you have... eat with him as though he hasn't got that thought in his head at this point. No, but, but, you, but you know he has. Yeah. So you know he has that thought towards you. Yeah. And you can see this person acting. You know, so it's a challenge, isn't it? It's, we face challenges in relationships as well. It's a challenge to continue to love someone. And that's how Jesus responded. Right until the end, continue to love someone who doesn't love you. In fact, is actually pretty sure they, they really, really, really don't like you because they're trying to kill you. Um, Mm. you know how do we face challenges like that in relationship it's exactly the same as you were saying I I think you need to have a reason to do that when people tell you oh do this because it's the right thing to do Mm. or do this because you're better than them or do this because you're a nice person Mm. those are all kind of I guess I call them starter reasons Mm. you, you, you kind of start with those kind of reasons but as the stakes get higher in life you know, as things get more difficult, you need to find a deeper reason, mm. a deeper reason why you want to treat people differently from what they deserve mm. to kind of transcend even your own difficulties. It's almost like overriding the system <laughs> because yeah. each of us have a, a very healthy self-preservation system, right? We mm. were doing it to mm. self-preserve. Mm-hmm. But essentially, this kind of behavior where you love someone when they totally don't deserve it, when you are in threat yourself and you are kind of like allowing yourself to be vulnerable and open despite knowing that threat is overriding the operating system. Mm. And I think the reason you would want to do it is if you have a deeper reason why you want to. Have you ever had an experience where you've had to do something like that? Maybe not someone trying to kill you, hopefully. Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was about to say, yeah, I've had a few cycles in my life. But <laughs> uh, work related? No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I think I've had some instances when I've been treated very unfairly. Mm. Uh, even objectively, it was an unfair situation for me. And I had to, I know that in line with my convictions as, as a Christian, what I stand for, what I'd like to live by, mm. that I needed to, you know, show them love and forgiveness in that situation, not hold a grudge, continue to be emotionally open to them in the relationship which is very difficult because if they've treated you very unfairly or they've betrayed you or they've used their power to victimize you or bully you, you just want to kind of curl up, protect yourself and and know that you've done something to, to you know, not have that reoccur. Yeah. 
I think when I was younger, I did it out of sheer willpower, feeling like, okay, this is a principle that I subscribe to mm-hmm. because of my faith, because of my belief. Even if I don't feel it, I'm going to do the actions in line with that. Mm-hmm. So that would mean, you know, trying to still be civil to them, trying to still be open to their requests, trying not to hold a grudge every time I see them. <laughs> but as I grew older, I realized that that's actually not sufficient. It's a good start. Mm. But what you really want to get to, which will be transforming for your own self, yeah. is to get to a place where your heart actually can see the situation beyond the situation. Mm. What do you mean? Like, for example, I had a very difficult relationship with my younger brother. Mm when we were growing up because there was a lot of misunderstanding and wrong, you know, uh, misplaced expectations between him and myself of Mm. each other. Mm -hmm. And we used to fight all the time and nothing I did was ever right. And I used to feel so angry every time we were together. Just just anger from years and years of fighting and, Mm. you know, feeling like he was being unfair and, you know, him being the boy in the family. My family is quite... uh, traditional <laughs> so the boy is you know almost always right <laughs> mm. but suddenly it just occurred to me one day that he's and it occurred to me in a in a deep way because people can tell you this but unless you actually have a realization of it on yeah. a deeper level yeah. you don't you don't act on it so i had a realization one day that if my brother were to die the next day would all of this matter you know, it, and it just hit me that day that, no, I mean, you know, when you when you weigh it up that way, mm. then all this fighting, I'm willing to put up with it and I'm willing to forgive him because, you know, if I lost him forever, I wouldn't have a chance to have a relationship with him anymore. Mm. And then realizing that made me start to realize other things like um, he's hurt too, you know. he He has had his own challenges which has made him respond this way. So even though the behavior itself is not fair to me, but if you you find a reason beyond, and you're not just trying to find a reason just to make yourself feel better, mm-hmm. but you kind of realize that most people who are hurt, they hurt people because they are hurt themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can truly um, empathize with them, then the pain you feel is no longer, it's no longer because of you, you're no longer the, the object of it, you, yeah. you realize. Yeah. And then you're able to kind of reach out to them. I think that was a turning point for my brother and I. So mm. we have a much better relationship now. Nice. Yeah, so that's an example. Amazing. And L, if there was one thing you wanted people who are listening to remember, mm. thinking about how we can do it in such a way, how do we approach our challenge in such a way that gives us life? What would you say? One thing that I'm learning for myself is to learn to accept situations. Mm. Because that helps me to then start dealing with it. You can't even begin to work on it until you've accepted it. Mm. So circling back to the point that you made in the beginning about how challenges make us reflect on what's actually weak within us at this point in time, which can be improved on. Mm. Not to be scared of challenges. I think that's the first thing. So it's not pleasant, but it is useful. And Mm. there is a purpose for each one of them. Amazing. That's really powerful. Thanks, Al. So good to have you here. And 
yeah, I think everyone listening, just to encourage you really to reach out, look in, find whatever way you can to help you accept the situation, to help you understand what's going on, understand yourself. And then as Elle has talked about really beautifully, try to understand other people, um, see where they're coming from, what's their story. And yeah, we can help each other get through our challenges and, and in a way that actually sort of like builds the other person up. And that way, just life just gets better. Yeah. Don't that- do it alone, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Elle. It's been amazing. Thanks, Arch. Yeah.